And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. This your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and less to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents... All things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the quintessential Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's singing detective Richard Diamond starring Dick Powell going back to 1951. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs with Kiss in the title. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Jillian from Boston. And I will try to name that tune. Right, Lisa? You've got it right this time, Carl. Let's say hi to our caller, Jillian. Hi, how are you? Hi. Uh, Glad to have you with us tonight. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Carl. How so, are you? Uh, put your thinking caps on and mm-hmm. see if you can think of, don't say it now, of mm-hmm. any songs that have the word kiss I in can, the title. I can, actually. One. Can you? I can think of one. Okay, tell me what it is, but I won't Why? tell you. I'm just curious. You're going to play it, probably. Well, I can't change it now. So. A Kiss from a Rose by Seal. That's a good choice. We'll see. Mm-hmm. Can't say. I thought of the same one. Yeah, mm, it's the only one I thought of. All right, well, we'll see if that's on here. Let's play the first song. But wait, as soon as you know the title of the song. Shout it. Shout it out. I'm rooting for you, Jillian. Let's do this. Kiss from a rose. (laughs) (laughs) That's unfortunate. (laughs) That is correct. That's the only song I can think of. Well, there's five more. This is Kiss from a Rose by Seal, as you mentioned. I love this song. I do, too. It was first released in 1994, and it was also included in the film The Never Ending Story 3 that year. And Batman. And... It was re-released a year later in 1995 as part of the Batman Forever film soundtrack. Play it louder, Mikey. Who sings better, me or Seal? Seal. Darn. Darn. It's a great one. Man, this is such a great song. It's a great song. song. That's why I thought of it. (laughs) All right. But there's more great songs. Carl's you up ready? one. Yeah, Carl is up one, we know. Right, Jillian? You got that? Carl's up one. I'm up one, Jillian. Did you know? Got it. Okay. <laughs> Here's the next song. <laughs> Don't have to be rich to be kiss. Girl. It's Kiss. It's Kiss. It's called Kiss. Oh, darn. It's composed, written, and produced by... Prince. Prince. Uh-oh, Carl's on a roll here. Released on Prince and the Revolution's you know album called Parade you know what, 1986. Jillian? I'm like butter. I'm on a roll. I didn't know the name of that one. Did you recognize that ty- that song? <laughs> I did. Are you a little too young? <laughs> <laughs> she sounds young. She sounds about 18, 19. Are you 18 or 19, Jillian? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, unfortunately, this next song is from the 70s. Oh, so I, I don't know. It. I'll get it. You might get it, but let's see. Because I'm it. old. I know. 
kissed me all night long. Sorry. Yeah. Excuse me? Kiss, kiss me all night. Sorry. Kiss me all night long. Nope. <laughs> not, none of those are correct. <laughs> Come on, it is. You've got the word kiss in Kiss me, baby. All I'm night long. I'm sorry. You're, you've taken enough. Kiss me, baby. No more chance. No more tries. You've exhausted all of your chances. So. Do you know it, Jillian? What is it? I'm going to kiss you all over. That's it. <laughs> I do not know that one. Do I get uh, it? Or no, I don't get you, it. You, you get it. Do I? You get it. Damn, you get it. Man, you get you're it. being nice, Lisa. <laughs> Usually, you really know, mean, but you know I got Jillian, you this time. She just got two pair of sunglasses or glasses. They were a thousand dollars, so she's in a good mood. <laughs> I'm sure she is. <laughs> she's what, in a very good mood. What'd you say, Jillian? <laughs> They're a thousand dollars. Thanks for letting her know, though. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I want to kiss you all over. That's what it's called. Okay, moving and on. And that's like uh, something, something band or something, right? Or who is it? It's that? by Exile. Oh, Exile. Uh, from yeah, their Exile. album Mixed Emotions 1978. Man. I'm, okay, you're going to know this one, Jillian. Let's do it. All right. Does he love me? I want to know. How can I tell if he loved me so? Is it in his eyes? Oh, no, you'll be deceived. Is it in his eyes? Oh, no, you'll make me Kiss like a wit or something? It's in his kiss. Oh, it's in his kiss. That's what it's called. Now, I did not know this original version. This was a hit by Betty Everett in 1964. But the reason I do know this song is because this became a huge hit once again when it was remade by Cher in 1990. Oh. This did, is the original did version. Did Sonny sing it too or just Cher? Just Cher. Because I'm better than Sonny at singing. Uh, this was 1990. So, mm, yeah. Okay. Little, little that, I've got him beat, I think. I think you do. Yeah, I think I I've think got Sonny beat. But that's where it stops, right there. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> that's Pretty much. Where Maybe it stops. Willie Nelson. I might be a little better than <laughs> Willie Nelson. Uh, All right. Okay. Uh, so. Let's go to the next song. Here we go. Good tune. It is. This is Hall and Oates, released on... Uh, With their- your kisses on your lips. Kisses on your lips. You're very close. My kiss is on your lips. <laughs> You're kind of grossing me out. <laughs> Why? I'm, no. I'm lost. Um, you're close, but you have the lyrics wrong. Oh, okay. But you're thinking of the right song. Does Jillian know it? Doesn't appear that way. She's too young. Do you know this one, Jillian? I think I'm too young for these ones. I'm sorry. A kiss is on your lips. It's not because on my lips. Because kiss is on oh, my lips. It's list. Oh, list. That's why. You can't. You oh, didn't get that one. No, it's wrong. list. Kiss on my list. Yeah. By Hall and Oates, released on their album Voices 1980. I saw Hall and Oates recently, really? like in the last maybe like three years ago. Wow! In concert, they were really? amazing. Wow. I love, I love Hall. Yeah, they're really good. Love Hall. Okay, this is the last one, Jillian. I promise you're going to know this song. Okay. Okay, okay. let's do it. It's Katy Perry. It is Katy Perry. What's it called? Come on. I kissed a girl. Yes, that's it. I kissed a girl. Debut single, Katy Perry. You know what? I kissed a girl. <laughs> well, 
Well, that's good to know. I have. I have kissed a girl. <laughs> Did you have Pretty children? proud of it, too. <laughs> I bet you are. <laughs> Just I once mean, or twice. I a girl let me kiss her. Right. That is something. A girl. And I, I liked, liked it. it. Cherry chapstick. I mean, this was her debut single. This is what put Katy Perry Great on the board. Song. Here. Yeah, good. This is from her album, One of the Boys. came out in 2008. Wow, Jillian. Well, you did get the last one. You ended with a bang. You got one. I'm going to send you some fun CDs. You're awesome. You are awesome, Jillian. Good job, Carl. Thank you. (laughs) Thanks, Jillian, for calling in. I have kissed a girl. It's good. I really have. Have you, Jillian? (laughs) What? Have you kissed a girl? No. No. (laughs) All right. All right. When we come back, Richard Diamond, private detective starring Dick Powell. He probably kissed a girl, too. Yeah, he probably did. All right. We'll be right back. (laughs) Very handsome. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. On that last break, we heard a Mies Meal spot. Folks, I'm telling you, you need to try Mies Meals. You will love it. It all comes, you know, everything's chopped, sliced. It's all ready to go. You just cook it in less than 30 minutes. It's on your table. Healthy food. It is already all seasoned. It's incredible. Like 10 different selections each and every week. I just got, uh, it was like a chicken with mango. Uh, Teriyaki and mango. It looked phenomenal. There's pictures on the website. If you go to Mies, M-E-E-Z Meals.com, they're one of our main sponsors here of Hollywood 360. They ship all over the United States. It comes to you fresh and prepared and ready to cook. And like in 30 minutes, it's on your table, feeding your family. Incredible. And they have a special offer for our listeners. All you have to do, go to their website, pick some food out, have it sent to you, and you will save 50% on your first order by using promo code CARL. Promo code CARL at checkout, save 50%. Why don't you give it a try? Because you're going to love it. You'll want to you'll wanna order it all the time like we do. It's incredible. Mies Meals, M-E-E-Z Meals.com. Such a generous offer, 50% off by using the promo code CARL at checkout. All right, time for Richard Diamond, Private Detective. This was one of the most fun and best detective shows on the radio. Came to radio in 1949, created by Blake Edwards, Lisa. You know how popular Blake Edwards? I mean, not only was he married to um, Julie Andrews, but he directed all the Pink Panther movies, really great writer. He created this series, and it's a lot of fun. Dick Powell starring. Let's go back to March 23rd, 1951. It's called Little Shiva. Here's part one of Richard Diamond, Private Detective. The makers of Camel Cigarettes present Dick Powell as Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Here transcribed is Richard Diamond, Private Detective, starring Dick Powell. 
It was about two o'clock in the afternoon. It was cold out, and it had been raining. When it got a little warmer, it would probably snow. The whole city was covered with a heavy sheet of ice, and the steam heat in my office gurgled and clouded up the windows. I was feeling pretty good. I was warm. I'd had one client in the past week, and my bank account was on its way to recovery, and a good breakfast in the drugstore downstairs had made me comfortable and drowsy. I put my feet up on the desk, leaned back in my chair, and closed my eyes. Mr. Diamond? Mr. Diamond? I must have been napping and didn't know it. I hadn't heard the door open, but there he stood, framed in the door, resting his weight on the jam, and looking across the room at me with tired eyes. Mr. Diamond? Uh, Yes, uh, what can I do for you? My name is Abel Gunther. I want to hire you. All right, Mr. Gunther. I charge a hundred a day in expenses. I don't think I can pay it. I can pay you some, but I don't think I can pay you that much. Well, that's my fee for you or a Rockefeller. I got expenses. I see. Well, I'll keep looking. I need help. Perhaps you could recommend someone? Uh, You'll pardon me for saying so, but you don't look too well, Mr. Gunther. I'm pretty sick, Mr. Diamond. Maybe you'd better sit down and tell me what your problem is. I can't afford the money. That's all right. Tell me about it anyway. I think I had better sit down. Yes, you better. What's wrong? You got the flu or something? (laughs) No, no. I'm afraid it's a little more serious. Would you really like to hear my story? I think I really would. I'm a farmer, Mr. Diamond. My home is Haiti near Saint-Lazare. Haiti? Yes. The West Indies. I I was born there, raised there. My parents died when I was 13. I have a wife. She's there now, and she's the main reason I have come here seeking help. My wife is dying, Mr. Diamond. I must get help quickly before it is too late. I have a He kept talking, telling me about his life on Haiti. He told me about his farm, a fairly good-sized farm by his description. He told me how in the past two years things began to go wrong on his farm. And soon all the farms in the area were also having trouble. The cane fields would burn every year. Then it was the cattle. One by one they became sick. Then my wife and now me. And you don't know what's wrong with either of you, huh? Yes and no. My Christian religion fights it, but my life on Haiti has taught me deep respect for it. Respect for what? Voodoo, Mr. Diamond. Oh, I, I know just what you're thinking. But a doctor in Haiti has examined my wife and can find nothing wrong. Well, I don't particularly believe in anything like that, Mr. Gunther. But if you do, why have you come to me? I said I have a healthy respect for it. I don't entirely believe it, but some of the things I've seen make it difficult to disbelieve. I came to you because I suspect a possibility of something more. Immediately after my wife was taken ill, I received an offer from my farm, a very low offer from a Saint-Léger banker. I investigated, found it had been made in the interests of one Arthur Cotswold. Arthur Cotswold. Katie's biggest planter. Oh. How about the other farmers? They received offers like mine. Being the oldest farmer, the rest looked to me for guidance. I told them to wait. Then I came here to hire someone to look into the matter. Would you like some water? No. No, thank you. I'm all right. Uh, Anyone else become ill besides you and your wife? Yes. Several others. I... 
I have $368 in my ticket home. The money is yours if you will go to Haiti and investigate. Have you been to a doctor here in New York? No. Mr. Diamond here's directions how to get to my farm. My servant, little Shiva, is there. No one knows I came. Mr. Gunther. <laughs> Mr. Gunther. Homicide. Hello, Walt. Oh, Rick. Yeah. Better get up to my office. I've got a dead man for you. Are you kidding? That's what Gunther told me. Voodoo? Voodoo smoodoo. That's what the man said. Now, steady, boy. Oh, stop it, Walt. You know I don't believe it. But you're going down to Haiti. Well, somebody's got to tell the wife. The local authorities can do that. Hey. Now, what's the matter? The local authorities in Haiti. Why didn't Gunther go to them if he thought there was something phony about the setup? You want an opinion? If you can strain one out. Well, Gunther probably didn't go to the Haiti authorities because he knew they'd think just what you're thinking. Okay, so I'm crazy. Well, Gunther died in my office. He came a long way for help, and the poor guy wanted to give me his last $368. So I'm going to Haiti. I'll send you a zombie. Walt promised to send a wire and care of the authorities in Saint-Léger as soon as he got an autopsy report on Mr. Gunther, and I headed to the airline's ticket office. By 8 o'clock that evening, I was in an airline's flagship at 12,000 feet heading for the West Indies and Haiti. The trip wasn't bad. We landed in Miami, where I grabbed a cup of coffee and then climbed aboard a clipper for Port-au-Prince. At Port-au-Prince, I took a bus to Saint-Léger, and from there, a beaten-up taxi to the Gunther Farm, about ten miles into the country. As we neared the farm, I could see a crowd of people standing around in front of the house. And as I climbed out of the cab and approached them, they turned, and their hushed conversations were suddenly stilled. I didn't know what it was. No one said a word. But something was wrong. I could feel it. I walked through the crowd to the house and stopped cold as the door opened. Who are you? I'd never seen anything like him. He was a native, and he ducked his head as he stepped out of the door to face me. He was a good seven feet tall, or maybe more. and must have weighed close to 300. He stood on his bare feet, his long, muscled arms hanging loosely at his sides, and looked at me with dark, shining eyes. Me, little Chiva, who are you? Well, me, very little Richard Diamond. Mr. Gunther hired me to come here. You from New York? Oh, yes. Mr. Gunther couldn't come back. He died. That's right. How did you know? You come in? Uh, sure. What are all those people doing out there? Their friends, madam. She died too. Little Chiva led the way into the bedroom where Mrs. Gunther lay on the bed covered with a fresh white sheet. Her eyes closed in death, her face drawn and tired. Little Shiva told me she had died the day before, about three in the afternoon, and a cold chill ran up my back. I remembered her husband lying on the floor of my office about three o'clock in the afternoon, the day before. What do you do here? Uh, Mr. Gunther wanted me to find out why the cattle are getting sick, why the fields are burning, why he and his wife became ill. Bad voodoo. Well, he thought it might have something to do with a man named Cotswold. He big man. 
What are those drums? For madam and mister. They voodoo. Good voodoo. Give blessing for spirit. For madam and mister. Oh. You, uh... You see, little chief, the mister, uh... Mr. Gunther wanted me to help him. He paid me money to help him and died asking for help. I'm going to try and do what I can. The madam and Mr. Good people teach little Cheever. They take little Cheever when he's small boy and make good life. You good man, little Cheever help you. Right then, I inherited little Cheever. And if there was going to be any trouble, the giant servant would certainly help to make up the difference. The first thing I wanted to do was contact the local authorities in Saint-Léger. And little Cheever told me my man was one Inspector Laplanche. A very fine person, Mr. Gunther. I'm sorry he's dead. Well, how'd everybody know he was dead? On Haiti, things of such nature are never a secret. The natives know. Voodoo? Being a stranger to Haiti, Mr. Diamond, I expect you to be a skeptic. But uh, you believe in Voodoo? Let us say I have been in Haiti too long not to believe. Well, Gunther thought the whole thing might have something to do with a man named Cotswold. I would suggest you forget Mr. Cotswold. Then I suggest you give me a good reason to forget him. Mr. Cotswold is a very big man on Haiti, the largest plantation owner on the West Indies, and a self-made man with a considerable temper. Well, thanks for the advice, Inspector. But supposing I come up with something incriminating. If Mr. Cotswold has breached the law, it would certainly be my duty to arrest him. But I am not considering the arrest. More, the necessary steps that would have to be taken to prove the guilt. Dangerous steps, Mr. Diamond. One might trip on those steps. And break his neck. Yes. <laughs> you like the middle of the road, huh? It is much easier to see what is ahead. It's possible to get run down from behind. I do as much as I can to prevent that possibility. Example... My suggestion, you forget, Mr. Kutzwald. All right, that's the first portion of Richard Diamond, Private Detective. Uh, you know, this guy was a real jewel. You know? That he was. <laughs> March 23rd, 1951, Little Shiva. It was originally sponsored by Camel Cigarettes. We've remu- uh, removed. Removed them. <laughs> we remu- That's a new word. I just... Uh, it. Webster's going to call me. <laughs> Mr. Webster? Like, he's going to be like, removed. Uh, huh? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this is uh, ABC Broadcast. Uh, we'll get back to Richard Diamond, private detective starring Dick Powell, right here on Hollywood 360 after this. He's a jewel. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Lone Ranger, The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, and Suspense, become a member of the Classic Radio Club. Each month, you'll receive 10 half-hour classic radio shows, along with historical liner notes. The 10 shows will be on five CDs or via digital download, whichever you prefer. You'll also receive an email every week with a digital link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show and the 30-minute Radio Rarities podcast that Lisa Wolf and I co-host. In total, you'll receive 34 classic radio shows per month. 
Become a Classic Radio Club member at ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535 to speak to a live operator. Log on to ClassicRadioClub.com or call 815-900-7535. That's 815-900-7535. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. This is Hollywood 360. We broadcast each and every week a full five-hour program, and we do a uh, podcast called Radio Rarities. If you have not heard our Radio Rarities podcast, you're really missing out. It's pretty cool. Uh, Lisa and I co-host it. It's very different than Hollywood 360. Mike produces it. It is scripted. It is written by Carl Shadow, and we take a very rare half-hour, generally a half-hour radio show, and we talk all about it, give all the background information, why it's so rare. Maybe it's an audition show. Maybe it is the first episode in a series or a special star. And I got to say, Lisa, you do pretty good on those. Just I mean, pretty good. I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I'd give you a seven. Seven. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hard grader, but right. I'd, I'd give you like a seven on it. Right. I'd probably um, give you about a five. So okay. Seven I'll, might be I'll take good. a five. Hey, yeah. you know what? But, you know, it's you're a, a work in progress. Grade. Five is a passing Actually, grade. Actually, it's not. No? Five no. out of ten is it's an not F. passing? So I'd say no. Well, can I have a six so I can get have a D minus? I'll um, take a D minus. We'll keep working at it. And we'll right. see how it goes next month. <laughs> so it's real easy to hear the show. You can um, just go to your search engine on your computer and just type in Radio Rarities yep. or go on your smartphone and type in wherever you would listen to a podcast. It's uh, You can hear it at iHeart. Acast, Spotify, Apple, Google. We're everywhere, Lisa. We are everywhere we are nationwide. We're global. We're global. <laughs> and uh, Radio Rarities is a free podcast. We do a new one each and every week. Yes. Um, Mike really works really hard on it. It sounds great, Mike. You do a tremendous job. I give you a 10, Lisa a 7, and I get a 5. Thank That's you. exactly right. <laughs> Carl Shadow is uh 10. He's mm-hmm. definitely a 10. Yeah. Um, so check it out. And you know what we do? We tack it on to our podcast. So if you are a Hollywood 360 podcast subscriber, you get it as the last hour. So it's like the full five-hour show plus Radio Rarities. We send that right to your email if you are a podcast subscriber. There's two, way to, two ways to subscribe. You can do a month a month. It's only $5.99 a month. You get that sent to you each and every week. So you get an email every week for only $5.99 a month. That supports the show. So thank you, thank you. And uh, the other way is really easy. It's a one-time. You never pay again. One-time, 100 bucks, Lifetime of the show. And we send you a coffee mug, our Hollywood 360 slash Radio Rarities coffee mug that has Lisa's picture on it. Uh, va, 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 voom, Lisa. Mm, it's a good well, picture. What makeup can't do. And, you know, it's just a coffee mug, but I will say that people really do love that coffee mug. People have asked if we would sell it, if they could buy extra ones. Um, not only do they we use don't. it for coffee and tea, but uh, some people sent pictures with pens and pencils and paper clips, and it's just a nice little uh, memento of yeah. the show. Well, it's like a, it's it's a way of thanking you for listening to the show. If you yes. do sign up, 
for the Lifetime Podcast is, you know, some people don't want their car dinged five ninety nine a month. I get it. So it's a one time for the life of the show. So if we're on the next 20 years, you're going to get it for 20 <laughs> It'll years. It'll be a deal. <laughs> and we will send you the coffee mug uh, right away as soon as you sign up. And it's real easy. You can do either way, the five ninety nine a month or the $100 Lifetime. Just go to our official website which is hollywood360radio.com, hollywood360radio.com. At the top of the website, it's all the information. Um, thank you. It supports the show, helps it keep uh, the show going strong. And um, I would opt for the lifetime because it's a one-time fee and you get the coffee mug and it's really cool, right? I'm with you on that one. All right. We're listening to Richard Diamond, private detective, one of the one of the most fun, really, of the detective shows on radio because Diamond would sing at the end. You know, it was great. He was an awesome singer. Like you. Yeah. Similar. I mean, you know, not quite as good. But, <laughs> but you Probably know. not quite as good not as me. Not quite as good as you. Um, but he did a great job as uh, Richard Diamond on this. Uh, this is a great quality show, too, right off the master. March 23rd, 1951 was the original broadcast date. Little Shiva Here's the conclusion now to Richard Diamond, Private Detective. I left the philosophical inspection and went outside where little Chiva had been waiting. Every time I looked at Chiva, it was like a little kid spotting the Empire State for the first time. He smiled a mouthful of white teeth as he said, The inspector, he say forget Mr. Cotswold. That's right. What do you think, little Chiva? I think I do what you want. You know what I want? You want to go see Cotswold? Hmm. Think I'm crazy? You're not afraid. You're not strong like little Chiva. But little Chiva think of all the men he know. You would fight hardest. I don't like to fight little Chiva. Little Chiva know that. We go see Cotswold. Little Chiva led the way up a long, narrow road surrounded on both sides by high sugarcane fields. Somewhere from... Not too far away, I heard the drums start again. Little Chiva stopped, looked off to the north. He began moving his shoulders, slowly keeping time to the steady rhythm of the drums. He began to sing softly. Oh, hey, oh, hey, papa new keep a passe. Oh, hey, oh, hey. Say, Papa, new keep a passe. What does that mean, little Jiva? It means in your language, it is our Papa who passes. Papa? Papa Dambala, the great source. Voodoo? Yes. Later I must leave you. Today is Wednesday. This is the day of Papa Dambala. Oh, hey, oh, hey. He continued his little chant until we reached the beginning of a long high fence running along next to the narrow road. Chiva leaned down and swung a gate open. Then we walked up the path that led through the Cotswold property until we reached the house. There, sitting back between two huge trees, was the Cotswold mansion. I walked up to the front door alone. Mr. Diamond. Yes, Chiva? Watch out for Mr. Jocelyn. He guard Cotswold. Thanks, I'll do that. What do you want? I want to see Cotswold. 
You do, eh? What are you doing here, little Chiva? I wait for Mister. <laughs> Found himself a new governor, what? You must be that fellow Diamond. Mm, I must be. Well, come in. Mr. Cotswold's been expecting you. He introduced himself as Jocelyn and led the way into a large panel study. And I met the big man himself, Arthur Cotswold. The drums stopped. Today is Wednesday. It belongs to the great god Dambala. Uh, so I understand. Most days of the week are significant in voodoo. Will you have a drink, Mr. Diamond? No, thank you. Jocelyn, mix me a gin and tonic. Yes, Mr. Cotswold. Thursday and Saturday belong to Uzele Frida, the goddess of love. I'll have to remember that. I know why you are here, Mr. Diamond. I'm glad you do. For some reason, Gunther and the rest of the miserable farmers think I'm responsible for their trouble. Of course you're not. I simply tried to help them. With their cattle sick and their crops gone, I had my banker make them an offer. Have any of your cattle taken sick? None. Pretty strange. Haiti is a strange land. Now, you're not going to start talking voodoo. You're a stranger, Mr. Diamond. There are many things that you would not understand, and I would certainly not try and convert you. Well, I appreciate your interest, but I intend to find out why Gunther and his wife died. At this point, I would most certainly give you advice on. Go home, Mr. Diamond. Leave well enough alone. After I come up with an answer. Mr. Diamond, I am not a patient man. I have gone out of my way to give you some healthy advice. Heed it. For your sake, heed it. No, thanks. I'll let you know what I find out. You persist in this investigation? I always persist. In fact, I'm the persistentist. I left Arthur Cotswold cooling his fit with a gin and tonic went back to Chiva, and he led me back to town. On the way, I got an idea. When we arrived in town, I sent little Chiva back to the Gunther farm. Then I went in to talk to Inspector Laplanche. The inspector had received a wire from one Lieutenant Walt Levinson, 5th Precinct, New York Police. Well, I had no idea the New York police were interested in this affair. They're always interested when someone drops dead. Now, here's something pretty interesting, Inspector. Hmm? Mr. Gunther died of a disease known as brucellosis, commonly known in cattle as Bang's disease. Ever heard of it? I am not a medical man, Mr. Diamond. Mm. Well, it's undulant fever. Both Gunther and his wife probably caught it from their sick cattle. What do you intend to do? Well, I think those cattle were infected deliberately, and the cane fields burned purposely. If the cattle were infected deliberately, there must be some of the brucellosis still around, and I'm going to find it. Maybe at Mr. Cotswold's. I think you better issue a search warrant and come with me. Mr. Diamond, the middle of the road, remember? I think you'd better forget the middle of the road, Inspector. Unless you want me to get in touch with the authorities and have you held as a material witness in a murder case. I... I will issue the warrant. I kind of thought you would. I will issue it, but you certainly do not think it will be enough to get you into the Cotswold house? No, but it'll make it legal. I sent little Cheever back to collect some of his friends. They're going to help us get in that house, Inspector. I will have no part of violence. Oh, they won't even be with us. It would be easy to search the Cotswold place if Cotswold was out fighting a fire. Fire? Just a harmless fire, Inspector. But far enough away so that Cotswold will think it's his cane fields. Oh, well, then I will certainly issue the warrant, Mr. Diamond. As long as we are going to do everything open and above board, I will certainly issue it. Hmm. Welcome back to the gutter, Inspector. The view isn't much, but you can't miss where you're going. Let's go get little Shiva. Little Shiva. 
What are all those natives doing at the Gunthos? I don't know. Looks like something's wrong. We piled out of the car and pushed our way through the crowd of natives. Inside the house, we found what was wrong. Lying in the middle of the room was little Chiefa. He was almost dead when I knelt beside him. I... I... I talked to friends. They light fire for you. Thanks, Chiefa. Now... Dumbalo, where do take me? He's been stabbed. And he cut him in two. They got him from behind. Never would have faced him. You stay. You see, wait till non your mort. See what? It is a ritual. It means taking the spirit from the head of the dead. He wants you to see it. You stay. You believe voodoo. All right, Shiva. I'll stay. Now, who did this to you? Nazi. In back. He's dead. The next few hours I'll never forget. The inspector knew what was coming and he wanted no part of it, so he waited outside. I don't know whether I can describe it, but I'll try. And even though I saw it with my own eyes, I still don't quite believe it. The natives came into the house and picked up little Chiva. They placed him on a bench and the ceremony began. Some of them had already obtained the necessary items used for weighty loa non tete yum mort. They included several live pigeons, olive oil, 30 pieces of fat pine wood, a pair of chickens, some coarse cornmeal and a saddle blanket, and a large white plate. Little Chiva's body was covered by the blanket and then the pigeons were killed and cooked without seasoning. The cornmeal was roasted, then placed in the white plate. The 30 slivers of pine wood were lighted and carried by the natives like candles. Then one of the natives took the white plate with the meal in one hand and the pot with the chicken in the other and approached the fire chanting a strange dirge. I nearly ran out of the screaming Mimis. As he finished the last line of the chant, the dead body of little Chiva sat straight up with straining eyes, bowed its head, and fell back. You look a little pale, Mr. Dam. Well, I can't understand why. Probably because my blood's hiding in my feet. What do you think of voodoo now? Well, let's forget it, shall we? I haven't got the money for a good rest home. Yeah. We are close to the Cotswoldas. Good. Let's park it here and wait until the fire starts. The inspector and I sat in the car and waited while the moon climbed up over the clouds and the drums in the distance tangled my nerves into complete knots. After about an hour of waiting, a dull glow to the south started the expected commotion in the Cotswold household and we climbed out of the car. Fire, Mr. Cotswold! The cane field! Fire! Hit the servants! Hit every man out there to fight that fire! It had worked. The inspector and I stayed to the shadows until the last man went running out of the house. Then we went in. We worked as fast as we could. We took the place apart. And I must say, the timid inspector had really gotten out of the middle of the road. 
He tore the place apart like he'd spent most of his time on a wrecking crew. I have not found a thing. Oh, the house is clean. Uh, there's a barn. Then let's go. We went out of the house and headed for the barn about 50 yards away. The drums were louder now, and the dull glow of the fire had nearly vanished. It was obvious that the inspector and I had to work fast. He took one end of the barn and I took the other. We worked toward each other. Just about the time I was ready to give the whole thing up. Diamond! Diamond! Inspector, you find something? This uh, hypodermic for cattle. That's not enough. This bottle hidden under this box? Well, it's more like it. Let's get it back to town and have it analyzed. That won't be necessary, Mr. Diamond. Cotswold. It was Cotswold. And he had three things on his side that made the situation very uncomfortable. His bodyguard, Jocelyn, and two guns. They stepped through the open door and moved up to us. I see you found my secret, Mr. Diamond. This is the stuff you've been infecting the cattle with. And this is what killed the Gunthers. That's correct. You see, you should have really taken my advice and returned to the States. You'll be held for murder, Cotswell. Who will convict me, Mr. Diamond? No evidence, no one to testify. I'm surprised at you, Inspector. I thought you had more sense. Sometimes a man finds his pride and does the best thing. You know, of course, I can't allow either of you to live. No, we had a hunch. Now, tell me something. Who killed little Cheever? He was getting to be a nuisance. I had Jocelyn here attend to the matter. Ah! What's that? Diamond. Mr. Cosford, look! Well, now, I want to tell you, I'd seen a lot that day, but that was just a little too much. The howl had come from the open door, and standing in it, framed against the yellow moon... Jim! It's the Jeeva! No! No! But there he was. And he looked even bigger as he shuffled toward the two men, his arms swinging at his sides like two giant sledgehammers. He was going all the way. He hadn't just come back from the dead to sit up. He was taking a walk. Get away! Get away! You're dead! Shoot him! Shoot him! But Jocelyn was too terrified to even raise his arm. The big native reached out, grabbed him with both hands, and crushed him like an egg. For a minute, I was too stunned to move. Then when I saw Cotswold bring up his gun, I threw the bottle. It stopped him long enough for the big native to drop Jocelyn's limp body and charge in. Like an idiot, I had some stupid reason for wanting Cotswold alive, so I tried to head Cheeva off. Ever tried to stop a freight train with both hands out? He brushed me off, and I crashed into the wall just as he grabbed Cotswold. No! No! He picked him up, raised him high over his head, and threw him the length of the barn. Diamond. He's coming over here. Now, look, 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 old boy. It's, it, it's, it's me. It's me, Diamond. Little Cheever, please, I... Me, not little Cheever. It... What? I should have guessed. Should have guessed what? What is this? This is Big Cheever. Big Cheever? We, oui, me little Cheever's brother. Me pay back for kill little Cheever. Oh, good gosh. I never thought I... We, oui, me big Cheever. Come, I take you back to Gunther House. Little Cheever, say you good man. I'd be your servant. Well, if you don't mind, I just think I'll head back for the States and lie in a warm tub of mud for the next six months. I... Oh, uh, tell me something, Big Cheever. What do you want? You don't have a big brother, do you? Listen next week for another exciting transcribed adventure of Richard Diamond, starring Dick Powell. This is your FBI. The official broadcast from the files of the FBI follows immediately. Stay tuned. 
This program came to you from Hollywood. This is the American Broadcasting Company. Okay, that's Richard Diamond, Private Detective, March 23rd, 1951. Little Shiva starring Dick Powell, and that was heard over ABC. Also in the cast, Virginia Gregg, Wilms Herbert, Arthur Q. Bryant, and written by the great Blake Edwards. All right, time for this month in music history. And here's our next top song from 2023. I can buy myself Sound familiar, Cara? Do you it ever listen familiar. to the radio? Yeah. Okay. This really is a top song. Is this all uh, top. Miley Cyrus? It is. She's really good. I really like her. This is called Flowers this, by this, Miley Cyrus. This girl can sing, man. I love Miley. Uh, this is from her album Endless Summer Vacation. Of course, this is from uh, this past year. It Turn was it up, Number Mikey. one hit. Cherry red. She has like a smoky, sure does. Always has a deeper, really type of, cool voice. Yeah, she always right? has, even as a child. She's a little better than me. You know, I can't compare. You guys are just so different. And she probably has a recording contract too. Probably, probably, probably. Yeah. Where I, I don't. Yeah, but you're yeah. working on it. I mean, look, I you mean, gotta try somewhere. Here's right? the thing: by next week, when we walk in here, who knows? You might have one. Anything can happen. Folks, if you're out there in Radioland and you have a record label, I'm available. Right. I'm available. Right. And I know that uh, you're available for dancing. Like I'm dancing with the stars. stars. I, I have two left feet. But, but you'd be up there dancing. I mean, that's not a figure of speech. I was born with two left feet. Yeah, yeah. It looks like a club foot. Yeah, I have of. one left. One, and the, one goes I know. It's hard when you buy shoes one, because you have to buy two left. pair of shoes. Yeah, you can use I both buy, of the left pairs. I throw pairs. the two rights out. I yeah. know. It's such a shame. I mean, it's... It's like a it's genetic. It's a Carl. genetic thing. I yeah, mean, it's a deformity. Yeah, I mean, don't feel sorry for me or anything. <laughs> I don't. I'm okay. Uh, you know, <laughs> so I was born with two left feet. You kind of limp a little, but it's, it's all right. Yeah, but it makes me unique. You are unique, you know? Carl. That is what you are. You just hit the I, nail on the head. <laughs> you, there is nobody like There's you. There's no a better I'm word. I'm going to leave it right there. <laughs> Let's go with that word. <laughs> Love that. So is it the two left feet that make me unique? No. Oh, okay. It no. is not. No. All right. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Where Lisa do I Wolf. begin? <laughs> More of Hollywood 360 after this. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. All right, in our next hour, Norman Rose is our host for a sci-fi episode of Dimension X. But first, we're going to play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition, right? That's right. These are all songs with the word new in the title for New Year. Oh. Huh. Huh. Hmm. New. I got to think about Pizza on the new. line? Pizza, pizza? Pizza's on the line. Yeah. yeah. You got it. Pizza, pizza. All right, so uh, that's all in our next hour. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Jared Sebesti, your host of Retire Repurposed. This podcast is dedicated to help people transition into fulfilling and purposeful retirements. Retirement is a big life change. In fact, the two most dangerous years of a person's life are the year they were born and the year they retire. Few people could just flip the switch from working a career 30 or 40 plus years retiring on Friday without methodical steps to living what we call a repurposed retirement. To listen now, search Retire Repurpose on your favorite podcast platform, Senior Resource, or Life Audio.